Alright, so we're back with our second uh, chat here with Morgan. So I guess we'll just kind of pick up where we left off and assume that everyone listened to the other part <laughs> or else you should go back and listen to the other part. Part Volume one. one. Volume one. Listen to that first or else you're just going to be in the middle of the story. So yeah, <laughs> I guess take us to where, take us, to, you know, what's well, next? Well, we finished up talking about um, coming back, ready gung-ho for the 2016 open and then finding out that we were pregnant and then just some of the emotions and thought presses that w- processes that went along with that and just kind of needing to accept that the competitive train had carried on without me and it was time for me to kind of just make new priorities and set new expectations and goals and things like that so that's where we finished up Volume one, so I guess we will jump into volume two with how crossfitting looked pregnant, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, could that sound cool? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think for me, it was a challenging thing to wrap my brain around because at that point in our in our owning the gym career, we hadn't really had many people come through during a pregnancy or, or want to work out during pregnancy once they found out they were pregnant and nobody that was training at the level that I had been training at. So we were having to do some research and figure out all of that and then um, watch and learn from other CrossFit women basically. And so I was just trying to figure out how that was going to work out and listen to my body the best that I could and, naturally things started to you know go away there was no flipping upside down anymore box jumps turned to step ups push ups and burpees were kind of like out of not happening how they normally would but like for the most part the crossfitting while all during pregnancy was like really good like it kept me feeling good about me it kept me focused on something just because CrossFit had been such a huge part of my daily life, whether I was actually working out or coaching or whatever. So continued to coach, continued to work out into the best capacity that I could, um, which is what I wanted and helped me feel healthy. And I had to shoo away all the haters telling me that I shouldn't be working out and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I worked out until up until the day before my water broke with Judah Man, and then, yeah, had the, had the baby. Yeah, I think there, there's, I guess, two ways, essentially, it can go. You can um, positively view this as a chance for your life to stay pretty normal during pregnancy, like not change a whole lot. Uh, you know, make the modifications that are smart and keeping you safe and all that stuff. But continue your training more or less at the same pace and rhythm and effort level until that needs to drop off to keep your life as similar as it normally is when you're pregnant. Or people can get frustrated that they can't do what they used to be able to do before they were pregnant. And that can have kind of a negative, I think like a negative spiraling effect that's tough to get out of because the longer your pregnancy goes, the more stuff that's going to start going away. Um, and if you get in that headspace, I think it's difficult to, 
to appreciate like what you're doing. I mean, you know, you need to be transitioning from I'm doing this stuff for me to be strong and fast and whatever, whatever, you know, reasons you have for working out to I'm trying to provide the optimal, uh, place for my kid to develop. And, and that's not necessarily the same thing. And I guess exercise can be a somewhat, um, selfish focus, which I think for as far as selfish focuses go, I mean, it's a pretty good one, but, um, at this point you definitely need to kind of turn the switch to say like, yeah, I really want to do X, Y, and Z, but that might not be the safest. Right. Or even if it's like, maybe it's not safe. Like why even, you know, t- <laughs> dip no your toe in the risking. pool with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just so exercise and be smart about it. And, uh, and yeah, I think it could be a really positive experience for people. Um, I, we sense, I guess you, you were pregnant and then other women in our gym at roughly the same period. Yeah. All were, are all pregnant. And that was our first big crop of women who were pregnant, uh, training at the gym. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we definitely did a lot of research and did our, did our due diligence there. Cause we want to be, once again, I mean, we want to be super careful with that stuff. Um, but everyone, I mean, and, and for the most part, everyone had good pregnancies. Like everyone worked out for most of their pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I'll, pretty much everyone bounced back pretty quickly because they didn't have to take a lot of time off, you know, because they did work out most of it. And I think it was cool for you to be able to go through that process with other people too. It was our first pregnancy and, uh, it might not have been, it was for some and it wasn't for others in this group, but being able to have that peer support group of like, Oh, this is the stuff that has to change now or whatever. Yeah. Um, was probably really helpful for you. Even, even if all of your journeys are going to be different, they're going to be similar for the most part. And then you're going to have little differences in them. And, uh, I think that is a really neat thing. And since then we've, our gyms had golly, I can't uh, 20 I pregnancies or something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. it's been super neat. It's been, it's been a really cool experience to get to work with so many moms who are wanting to, to, to train. For and, sure. Yeah. And I think just having worked out through an entire pregnancy, it wasn't just like, you know, you're, at home workouts, which there's nothing against those, you know, if that's what you need to do while you're pregnant, then that's what you need to do. But like my lifestyle and my exercise routine had been so structured, you know, an hour to two hours almost every day or Mm -hmm. six days a week. And at this intensity and this level and doing these movements and these things, like still being able to have some sort of resemblance to that, all the way through was just really helpful. I think for my well-being, even just like my being in my headspace. Like if I had to go and switch to only doing things by myself, not in a class setting, at home, movements that I don't normally do. Like I think it would have just been such a such a challenge for me to accept that and be okay with being pregnant. Like. Yeah, working out, like we said earlier, can definitely be a selfish thing. But it would have been, of all of the things that were changing and all of the new things that were happening, that would have just made it harder to not have some resemblance of what I had been used to and what I had loved doing. So that was that was really helpful for me. And it's been fun over the past couple of years to watch these women come through the gym and 
and either be pregnant already or get pregnant or have just had a baby and be able to help them through that and give advice where I can. Everybody is different, but it's just been, it's been really cool to see just reminding women that just because you are growing a human inside of you does not mean that everything has to completely shift and completely change. We can still find ways to make things similar or give you some sort of resemblance to what you had been used to doing the things that you love doing. Yeah, I think it's nice whenever you have a pretty major life event that's going to change a lot of how your life is going to have some kind of uh, structure, to have some things that aren't going to change that you can rely on, that feel comfortable, that kind of uh, are like a warming sensation for you so that when all the other things are going on and you're kind of, your mind's racing a mile a minute on, you know, how should this be going or whatever, you know, with pregnancy, there's a lot happening. Yeah. (laughs) Having something that feels so familiar is a, like a safety, a safety blanket to where when all the other stuff might be a little wild and out of your control, Hey, at least I know this and I like it and it makes me happy. Um, Even just being able to go to the gym and be around the same people, like that right there. I mean, maybe I was doing something completely different. Like we've had, we've had women come in and they're not even doing anything remotely close to what the workout is, Mm -hmm. but they're getting to come to the gym with the people that they've been used to seeing every single day. And like just being able to hold on to that is huge. Yeah. And that's more what I'm talking about. I don't necessarily mean you're doing the same exercises. So that makes you feel comfortable. I mean, your routine is the same. You come to the gym at 4.30. You see the same people. You get to have the same conversations. There's a lot of uh, security in that that feeling because you're so used to it. And so when the other things are kind of swirling in your life, that gives you some, you know, just stable thing that you know is going to be the same. I mean, yeah, the movements might change, and so your exercise might look different. That part might change. But... Yeah, I mean, you get to keep a routine that's solid, that you know is healthy, that's good for you, that allows you to cope with stress and stuff. So, yeah, this is overall a good thing. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> we don't. I have no clue where. There's a phone ringing, and there's not a phone in here, so I'm not sure what's happening. Hey, it's it's, it's cool. You know, the joys of being next door neighbor in a. How old is this building? I don't know. Uh, it's old. Old, yeah. and the walls are like paper thin because. It wasn't intended to be office spaces, right? I, yeah. I, I'm guessing. If you're, so, yeah, if you're if a you're Covington listening. person, yeah, we're directly above bread and butter in an office. So, and once again, podcast brought to you by bread and butter. That we are drinking <laughs> ice lattes from bread and butter. Delicious. And also a Topo Chico because we're hipsters. And if you are a hipster, then you would know what that was. But and if you're not, good. Carry on with your life. You don't need to know. This is yeah. sparkling water. <laughs> So <laughs> it's really not that serious. Oh, geez. Um, sorry, Dane. If you're listening to this, Dane, I did not. It was not a personal attack. Uh, Definitely not. All right. So let's. I guess let's fast forward to you've had you had Judah. Yeah. Um, what does it look like to get back into training? What oh, is boy. your not even just necessarily? I mean, I guess it would be good to hear like what it actually is like from a practical sense, but more, you know, just how are you feeling about that? What's the mindset going forward? You know, what's life like there? Well, I think, I don't know. Like, you have these expectations of, like, what you hope 
your postpartum fitness journey will look like. Like I know that you're generally given like four to six weeks and then the doctor will clear you and make sure everything's okay. You're not going to hurt yourself or, or anything like that. But I remember that first week home, I think, yeah, it was the first week home. So we had Judah in December and y'all know Georgia. It's never, you never know what December weather is going to be like. So it was nice weather. We went for a walk. I wrapped him up in a little baby carrier thing. And then we went for a walk and literally made it one block. And I was so tired and so out of breath. And I remember just thinking like, oh boy, this is going to be way harder than I thought it was going to be because I can't even make it around a block without being like completely worn out and out of breath. So that was kind of like a humbling experience for me and a little bit of a rude awakening to that this is not going to be as easy as maybe I had hoped it would be because I worked out the entire time. I thought that, okay, I'll have the baby and then, you know, we'll be not good to go because you have to, you know, allow time for your body to heal but you know throughout this process I'll, I'll I'll be okay like I'll be able to bounce back pretty quickly um but that just reminded me like hey your body just went through this like very serious ordeal you birthed a child um now it needs to heal and it is going to take definitely take time so that was just that first thing and then you know as the weeks went by I started to do things like just we would walk much longer. We would go for a mile walk or sometimes up to like three miles. And we were walking, I mean, a good bit. And so that was that was great because I was able to kind of like build back up some just lung capacity, I felt like, and pushing the stroller. And, you know, like at first that was, it was heavy with my six pound <laughs> infant child in there. But like eventually being able to do that consistently and regularly and and feel strong enough to make that happen and walk that far and then it was you know squats here and there and like just doing little things like waiting for the shower to warm up let's do a couple of sets of squats but not anything crazy or whatever just adding sprinkling things in here and there um and then I went to the doctor it was six weeks exactly and I was cleared. They said everything was perfectly fine. You are good to go. And we did our first workout. Ryan and I went up to the gym. I think it was even at like night. And we took Jude up in the carrier. And he just stayed asleep the whole time. And we did a very modified Cindy-esque mm-hmm. workout. Just pull-ups, push-ups, squats. Um, and it wasn't even the same rep scheme or anything like that. And we maybe only did like three or five rounds or something like that. And, oh man, it was really hard and I was sore for a really long time. Um, but I was like, I was okay. And it was just so good to know that like I went in there, I knew, I I knew it would be hard and I knew I would be sore, but I was just so nervous that something might happen even though I was cleared by the doctor like something wasn't going to feel right or something would just be different and 
and it would be more of a, a challenge. But for me, it was just m- more of a mental challenge to be able to like give myself the confidence that, Hey, I'm going to be able to do this and everything's going to be okay. And then I did it and everything was okay. And I was able to do it. And so pretty much from there on out, it was getting back into the gym a couple of days a week. It wasn't even like, let's go back six days a week and get this thing going. It was just a couple of days a week, you know, trying to get in there and move, modify as much as I could, but, uh, you know, trying to, to get back at a very similar pace as, but the intensity level was turned way down. The volume was turned down. The, the load on everything, the weights, everything was turned way down. Um, but yeah, it, it was probably, it was six full weeks that I was not in the gym and then took off from there. I think two, two things you brought up there that are awesome. Uh, one, if you're listening to this and you don't currently exercise one awesome, I don't know. I don't know how you stumbled upon this and, or even if you exercise a little bit, but you want to start doing more, uh, walking is great. Like don't, don't feel like you're some kind of lesser than person if you consider walking exercise and and build up to it over time. Going for a walk of two miles or something, I mean, that's just that's good for you. Even, even if you are one of our serious athletes who are in the gym, you know, six days a week and hard charging and, you know, lifting a bunch of weight, adding a walk, you know, 30 minutes, an hour of a walk to your day once a week is only going to be beneficial mentally, physically spiritually, whatever. I mean, like you're going to feel like a, a better person when you do stuff like that. Being outside, super helpful. Um, if you can go for a walk and it not be like in a city part uh, where we live, you can easily find things that aren't super city, but like we live off of some trails and, uh, there's a lot of interesting research that shows like walking through like trails versus a city has way different effects on your body. And a lot of interesting, uh, specific ways. So yeah, going on a walk through the city, that's cool. But if you can get outside in nature and kind of be peace and quiet and you and whoever you want to go walk with, that's awesome. Second of all, and this is a, a pretty big, uh, compliment for Morgan because it's very anti her personality. She did a very good job ramping back up. It, there's no rush. There's no, there's no end line. There's no deadline to when you need to be back to fit, whatever that is for you. Um, this is all like a lifelong process or that's how we at ransom view this thing. We're playing a long game. Uh, it's a low trajectory to a distant horizon. That's Ben Bergeron says, that's how you should look at your fitness. We want to be consistent and steady and it doesn't need to go from, you know, okay, I'm cleared to exercise again. I need to go back to exactly what I was doing. Go twice a week, see how you feel. Do that for two, three weeks. Go three times a week. See how you feel. Oh, that was a little too much. Let's go back down to two days a week. Then maybe we mix in a walk or two with that instead of a third day of exercise at the gym. Keep doing stuff like that. Keep iterating on it until you find what works for you. Do that. And when you're comfortable there, add some more. You know, in the grand scheme of your life, being super fit in six months versus four months or whatever, it's just not that big of a deal. So don't don't rush this stuff. Don't... Uh, don't put that like it's just unneeded mental stress for you to be like, well, I'm not where I want to be yet. Like, so what? You'll be there. Yeah. You'll be there sooner than later if you stay consistent and keep, you know, being smart about it. And I think 
that yes that is all very true um and for me like I think if I had jumped back in to doing trying to do everything that I used to do right away like I was already by the time I started exercising I was already starting to struggle with a lot of postpartum stuff Mm -hmm. so like I was not mentally in the best space so I was having to make a decision you know for at the gym to to do what works for me but I'm also a brand new mom and trying to juggle you know okay I also need to be a a good mom to my newborn child and uh, a, a good wife to my husband and like juggling all of these things if I had thrown myself back in there and tried to go as hard as I could it would have just been like day in and day out of disappointment because I wasn't going to be able to do the things that I had been doing and I think that would have just like added stacks on top of Mm -hmm. all of the emotions that I was already feeling. I'm glad that I didn't do that in hindsight. I think that could have made things worse for me. Um, But it, it going back to the way I did, I feel like worked really well for me and Judah would be able to be up there and I could still see him and focus on him and, and not feel like I had that guilt of not being there and, you know, this is selfish. I'm only doing this for me and I don't really need to be here. And which gets in every mom's head after you have a baby. Like, do I really need to be doing this? I should probably be spending all of this time with my brand new baby. And you have to juggle that back and forth. But I was able to have him there and feed him if I needed to, or stop the workout because I wasn't necessarily doing what the class was doing. And it was just, it was good for me the way that I did it, not saying that that's the way that everybody needs to do it, but going in a couple of days of week, a a week and, and modifying everything and maybe not focusing on, on a time and just going in there to get it done and sweat and move, um, was just what was best for me at that point being a first time mom and Mm -hmm. having other struggles in my life as well. Yeah. I think it's really important what you brought up there. Uh, I I can sympathize with moms, a, a, any mom, but a brand new mom especially, feeling some guilt to, okay, I'm going to go do this thing that I really like for a little while. Um, but, man, it's it's one of those things where you are investing in your health and uh, wellness, both physically and mentally. Uh, there's a, a huge benefit for you taking that hour out of your day a couple days a week to re- reinvest in yourself so that you can be a great mom or great uh, wife or great, you know, whatever you, you know, secretary, doctor, you know, construction worker, whatever, whatever you do in your life. Um, and I think it's a trap. It's a little bit of a trap that society has set for moms that no is somehow selfish for you to spend an hour of your day doing something. I think it's because you, you like it. So like you like the fitness, if you're someone who doesn't like fitness, then maybe you don't feel bad about going to the gym for an hour because you don't like it. So you don't feel any guilty pleasure. Like, Oh, I really enjoy this. And I'm not with my kid. So when you do enjoy it and you're not with your kid, I think it kind of 
it packages it to where it makes you feel bad about yourself. And that's just ridiculous. Um, and then that just, it has an effect on your training as well. Like well, sure. if you're going in there and you feel so guilty and your head's in a completely different space, you're really not able to focus on what you're doing and you're not able to give it your all. And I mean, like it definitely can affect even being there sure. and, and exercising to begin with. So I like, I was singing this the other day. I was like, ladies, get you a man who is supportive of you taking care of you. Like, oh, yeah. because I think society makes you feel guilty about going back to the gym after having a baby, but maybe it's not just society. Like maybe it is your significant other who also would prefer that you were home with the kid and not going to that one hour at the gym. And that's crazy to me. And I've never experienced anything like that. So like, I can't relate because Ryan has always been incredibly supportive of me taking care of myself, but like you just have to have that support and that encouragement because innately a lot of women just feel the guilt without even anybody saying anything to them. And so having that person there to support you and encourage you to go and, or invite you to come to the gym and get back going and, or, you know, whatever, like finding your friends to help encourage you and come with you to the gym and things like that. That's just such a huge support system that you need that kind of like negates and like cancels out that little voice that you have that's saying like, you know, you should stay home. Don't worry about the gym today. You'll be all right. Blah, 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 you know, whatever. But the, having the support I think was huge in helping me get back to pushing and challenging myself and, and staying for the whole class hour and, you know, doing, doing those things to get back to a normal routine also was just the support. Yeah. It, it is, uh, it's probably tough if you don't have a supportive partner in life with that stuff, but you know, that's just something I think you have to have a conversation with them about. I mean, you could say, Hey, if I invest, you know, these five hours a week, you know, I'm going to be 90, 95% of me. You get 95% of me. If I don't, sure, you get five more hours of me, but you get like 60% of me. And is it worth five hours to get that huge jump in how much, you know, of you, you feel like you are? It's, it's just uh, practically like it just makes a lot more sense. On my side, I'd rather have her around less but be her when she is around than not have, than have her around all the time and her feel like, you know, she's an empty version of who she is because she doesn't get to do the things she likes. And so, um, yeah, like that's just a conversation. I mean, you know, I, I don't envy you if you need to have that conversation with somebody, but I think that's something you can point out on a logic side, like play to the logic of, you know, you get the full version with me making this investment and you know whatever take the gym out of it we're not saying it's the gym it, it is that for morgan but mm -hmm. you know for you it might be whatever like you have your you know uh 30 minutes a day you need to write in a journal cool like if that's who makes you feel alive it makes you feel like you then that 30 minutes is is invaluable to the rest of your week Absolutely. so don't sacrifice that because you living a less authentic version of your life more is not that's not what we're about the gym, we're very, our motto is very specific in that. Is it cool to live more years? Absolutely. I mean, I hope you live longer than, you know, than you would if you weren't doing stuff at the gym. 
But I, I really, that's not my primary concern. I want you to live as full as possible for the amount of years you have on earth. And so, you know, going from 70 to 90 years old with a really bad um, lifestyle, like not, you know, being essentially having to be in a nursing home for the last 20 years of your life, you know, that, that just doesn't excite me a whole lot. Where if you live to 80, but at 80 years old, you're like going surfing cool like you know yeah. you, you've won so yeah um, and that's been yeah. a big conversation that we have had and I know we're kind of like diving deep into this postpartum like getting back into the gym segment part of my volume two right. but like like Ryan said going to the gym and being there an hour you know whatever it is a day or however many days a week definitely gives me feelings that I am the most me like we we've we've talked about like I am the most Morgan I can be when I am at the gym with the people that I love and my friends and doing something that I'm passionate about and I care a lot about and being surrounded by people who also have that same passion and and care about those same things in life like I am the maybe not the best version of myself, but the most me that I can be. And I feel like myself when I'm in there. And then when, when you are struggling postpartum with whatever, like I had, I had some issues with postpartum depression, like being able to, to go there was helping me find myself again. Like I was very confused at all of my roles and like trying to like figure out how to juggle all of those things. But like being able to go to the gym was helping me level and helping Morgan find who Morgan was and enjoy those passions and those things again. And that was huge for me. And so I just, I think like, like he said, whatever that is for you, like you definitely want to, to find that and to be in that. And for me getting back into training in some regard or another was what was helping me find me again. Absolutely. Yeah. You, the world doesn't need more people who are unpassionate about everything that's going on in life and just being a zombie and going through their day. We got plenty of that. So do the things that light you on fire so that you can go be you. I mean, that's, you know, it's kind of what we're all about. So for sure, <laughs> let's move, moving on. Uh, you're pregnant again. Uh, yeah. you, you know, I'm not going to speak for you, but it's been mostly kind of the same mm-hmm. thing. Nothing too crazy. I know that doesn't necessarily guarantee, you know, pregnancies yeah. can be different from each other. For sure. We've got women at the gym who have had second children and their second pregnancy was completely different mm-hmm. and exercise and training was very different for them. But I have been fortunate enough to where things have stayed very similar. So, yeah. So instead of talking about that, just cause it would be more of the same, what's the, I guess, What's life look like going forward for you? Like, what's the plan? Um, you know, what do you see fitness-wise? And maybe not even fitness-wise. Oh She's like, what all is going on? This phone. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> what all is, uh, you know, what's going to change going forward? What's going to stay the same? You know, yeah. So, leading up to getting pregnant for the second time, like, it was two years. And I feel like I was finally, like, back to old Morgan, but a better old Morgan, like 
in the gym wise, as far as like strength goes and conditioning goes, like I felt like I was in the best shape. So like starting this pregnancy, I think I was in even better shape than I was the first go round. So I think, you know, that kind of has a play to how this has been as far as going to the gym. I mean, pretty much four or five days a week has been like what I've been trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, like I feel like I have matured in ways that like I wouldn't have expected after being a mom and you know, Judah's two and a half now and and just knowing that I don't have control of all of these things, like I would love control of everything because that's my personality. But like I honestly I don't really have a plan. Like going into having this second kid, like I'm I wanna continue exercising as best that I can. I've already like you know pulled back on the on the reins a little bit and modified a lot and it's kind of been more challenging this time because I think the first time you know like I was I was being very cautious like I didn't want to do anything that could potentially cause any problems and so you know if I'm told I shouldn't flip upside down then by god I'm not flipping upside down but like this go round I've just done just just listen to my body like I've I'm not saying at this point I need to stop this or at that point I need to stop this like I've just been you know going with it and feeling okay well that doesn't feel quite right so like I'm not going to do that anymore I'm not going to do that workout and and I have like no cares about that and I used to care so much and I think going into this second pregnancy, it's kind of showed where I've matured a little bit as far as exercising go. Like today I didn't even do the Metcon cause I was like, I'm, I'm good. Like I came in and I lifted some weights and I feel good about it and let's just call it a day right there. And so I think after having this, this second kid, I, like I, I want to find time. Absolutely. Like, because it is my passion and it's what I care about, but I think exercising at this point is going to be to exercise. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about in a previous podcast, you know, not taking things so seriously. I'm going to be a full-time working mom of two who also owns a business with my husband and I'm a wife mm-hmm. and I have a house and we have two dogs. Like there's just a lot in life that I don't want to miss because I'm trying to be back at the gym as much as I can be or, you know, whatever. Like, it's just, it's, I want to be there because that's what I like, but I don't have a plan of what it needs to look like or what it's going to look like. And I'm just kind of excited to see where that goes. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, man, let's see. I was going to ask a bunch of like little, little questions, but it's, or 35 minutes in. I don't know. Okay, this sounds, maybe we'll do that some other time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really cool look at uh, Morgan's training history. She has definitely has a unique training history compared to most people. Um, she's definitely been through a lot in the last six years of yeah. training or whatever. Uh, and then really just her, you know, the 30 year, well, probably the 27 years of her life she's been doing some training. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you talking with everybody about that and uh i don't know i guess if let's ask ask you one question if you had uh, a piece of advice for somebody who 
either let's say it's a mom or let's say it's just somebody um, who, who doesn't have a training background or whatever, or is looking at, you know, they've decided like, okay, I do want to do a fitnessy thing. Um, you know, how do I make that work in my life? You know, just all the questions that would be swirling in someone's head there. What, you know, what would you recommend them do? Like what's one thing they can do that's going to at least kind of get them, you know, started maybe to being happier with all that stuff. I feel like first thing you have to do is find a place that you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and a place that you love. If that is your garage, awesome. Awesome. If that is your best friend's basement, awesome. If that is a Globo gym and you go three times a week with your stay at home mom friend who has flexible hours who can go with you and you know, that's great if it's a CrossFit gym or whatever. Awesome. But like finding a place for you that you feel comfortable and confident. And I feel like the exercise and the training comes from there. Yeah. Like if you can't find a place where you're comfortable and confident that works for you, then you might be like me who I've been before. You might walk into a gym and be like, um, nah, I'm good. And like literally walk out and drive home. Like no training is going to come out of a place that doesn't bring you joy. So finding that place with the people who bring you joy. And I just feel like whatever the training looks like after that, whether it's, you know, Tabata stuff or Imam stuff or weight training or Olympic lifting or CrossFit, whatever, like whatever that is, is going to come from the place that, that brings you joy. So I know that's how it is for me. CrossFit Ransom is my place that brings me joy with people who bring me joy and happiness. And the training might be different and it might not be what I, I might not do what I went in there intending to do, but I'm there and I'm happy and I'm moving and I'm sweating. And I think that's, that's huge. Totally agree. Well, that's a good place to wrap it up. Thank you. Thanks guys.